0: Welcome back to another episode of Agile Way Podcast, where we explore challenges organizations face on their Agile journey. How to become great Scrum Master, how to change your leadership style, or how to embrace agility at the organizational level. I'm Suzy Shakhova, Agile Coach. Certified Scrum Trainer and author of the Great Scrum Masterbook and Agile Book, and I am your host for this podcast. I'm passionate about business agility, organizational culture and Agile leadership and that was the reason why I decided to start this podcast. To share with you my experiences and stories from my Agile journey. Welcome everyone, Sasha Famkinj, he is a good friend from trainers and coaches community in Scrum Alliance. And we met last time in Lisbon and chat a little bit about different things. So I thought it would be a great idea to invite him for this podcast. And uh, my first question goes, what are you currently passionate about in Agile space?
1: Uh, first of all, thank you for inviting me. That's a great opportunity. Uh, for me to uh, share w- uh, what makes my heart beat, and uh, the, uh, what uh, I would like to talk about is the topic of psychological safety. Uh, and uh, it was a, a very my uh, eye-opening moment for me when I first learned about uh, this Aristotle project by Google, but. Uh, Everybody was talking about psychological safety on a team level. Uh, a million dollar question is how to establish this a culture of psychological safety. It doesn't happen overnight. And it also seemed to go way beyond the team because um, uh, a manager or somebody with a high paycheck barking commands on the team would ruin your psychological safety in a heartbeat. So I was trying to make some experiments and this is what I learned. Uh, I, was, I was with a client and was working with uh, the folks from cybersecurity. Obviously, cybersecurity at the bank, the result of uh, pressure. Make uh, Because if you make a mistake, that could be a big impact. As the result, Uh, The team was uh, known for analysis paralysis. Nobody was making any decisions because of that. So I shared my observation with our CTO. He agreed with me, and after a short conversation, I was able to influence him in uh, making a little trick. Uh, We had the whole department together for our monthly a summit in Omaha, we had about 120 people in a room and our CTO uh, stood in front of these 120 people and and uh, made a premeditated mistake, something realism. But that was a good reason for him to perform a failure bow in front of these people. Oh, I'm... I made a mistake, how fascinating. Let's see what I've just learned from that. First, there was a moment of silence. Then you could see uh, 120 people. 240 eyes were widely open. Uh And then 120 jars were on the floor. That was a, a, a cultural shock for these people. Oh, if a CTO could make a mistake and talk about that, oh, that means probably means I could make a mistake without being punished and without a fear of retaliation. The next week, these people were able to address two of the major security uh, vulnerabilities that they could not address for months. All of a sudden, people felt empowered for making decisions and for make, uh, and uh, the result were able to make the job done. That was uh, a great learning experience for me. And it also confirmed that uh, psychological safety is a very important factor for the teams, whether it's agile teams, Kanban teams, waterfall teams, it doesn't matter. These are uh, one, uh, and it is uh, it just recently I uh, learned uh, one thing that even uh, made it even better, uh, feel stronger for me. I learned it from uh, the, the book from uh, Brenna Brown, there to, li- to lead, but it's not her uh, quote, that we are not uh, thinking machines. We are feeding machines that think. And if we feel this psychological safety, we could certainly think more clear and uh, are able to make mistakes. That's that's my little spiel about psychological safety.
0: It yeah, is right, this ability to make a mistake or uh, the place where you can afford it. It's super powerful. I remember I was actually using it myself on our agile journey where we shifted the entire organization into being more agile. One of those things I always like uh, make some mistake and like ask people take over the ownership and make a decision right. And then I actually make that decision for them time to time, right? And then when I got that feedback, I actually realized, what should I do? Like now I was not acting as I was supposed to. So I thought, well, maybe I should just go in front of everybody and say, hey, I made a mistake. And uh, thanks for that feedback. And I learned. And I'm on that journey with you. And yes, it's difficult. It's harder than we thought. But actually admitting it publicly, I think that was what saved me from... All of those like failures later on because then they say okay we are willing to experiment if she's able to say she made a mistake and say it publicly then we can do it as well so it's super powerful i agree with you
1: uh as you know i am um, on my uh, path to be uh, to become an explainer not just a coach so i'm doing a lot of coach training with other people And I usually uh, make a small mistake at the beginning of my uh, workshop and use it as as an opportunity to perform a failure bow and and have this moment with the class and explaining them how important psychological safety is and how powerful this tool is. And when I get uh, feedback from my students after the class, and, and number one thing that they mentioned in uh, their feedback is they feel uh, that our, this class is a safe environment to learn and safe environment to uh, make mistakes so that they could learn uh, from mistakes.
0: And that's very important because if they can't learn from mistakes, they can never really become agile because it's all about experiments, right?
1: Exactly, because uh, we live in a very complex world. We live in a VUCA world. And uh, uh, there is one more thing that uh, uh, makes my heart beat is um, the Canadian sense making model. And I think it goes way beyond agility. In general, uh, look at the politics, and uh, there are a lot of uh, cases when you have uh, politicians. Uh, that uh, offer very simple solutions for the complex problems. Populists, they have a momentum. Why? I guess because our world becomes more and more complex. Try to imagine a pandemic. We have a war in the middle of Europe. Uh, This world is changing so fast. Things become more and more complex. I guess people are not comfortable with that. They want a simple solution for the complex problems. Guess what? It's like looking for a black cat in a dark room with no cat. People are not comfortable with that. And uh, agility with uh, empirical pro- process control that is pretty much aligned with Kinevon uh, sense and response that uh, That is, is uh, an ultimate solution. Don't try to find a, a simple solution. It doesn't exist. Try to, to take a small bite. Experiment. Nobody knows uh, the solution up front. So that's another, uh, that's another big topic for me.
0: <laughs> they are sort of connected, right? Because at the end of the day... Dealing with this complexity, unpredictability, builds a lot of stress to people by itself. So we even need a higher level of psychological safety to sort of overcome those difficulties. So the failure is one thing, right? Like show you do all the failure. What are the other tips, like how to create a psychological safety in a team?
1: Well, uh, I think you just mentioned that uh, we have to build a culture of experimentation. Where uh, whatever we are doing is an experiment. An experiment could have positive outcome or negative outcome, and negative outcome is also an outcome because we learn from it. Uh, so what, what we we can do upfront, we could say, okay, this is how success is going to look like. This is how a failure is going to look like, and of course, we have to minimize the risk. So. Let's see for how long are we willing to experiment? And uh, in this case, uh, we cannot, uh, if, you, if you receive negative result, it will be not uh, turn against you as long as you have positive intention. Of course, if you uh, work for a bank and send all your customer information uh, in Iran, or uh, northern Korea, North Korea, that would probably not consider t- a positive intent. But if you press uh, press the wrong button and you crash a server, okay, that happens. Uh, I'm I'm not sure uh, if it is a truth or an urban legend, but I was told that here in Bay Area. Uh, San Francisco Bay area, there is a, a company and they hired an engineer. Uh, the company had a tradition. Uh, each new hire have to make a submission into production on their first day. So this person came on, on board, made a submission, and crashed company ser- uh, servers for, uh, put them down uh, that Uh, And it took them over 24 hours to bring them back online. (laughs) Yeah, you are laughing, right? (laughs) So uh, I I would ask people, hey, what would be your expectation? What What would they do about this guy? And the majority of people, oh, they have to fire him. What they did, they actually awarded this person for helping the company to find vulnerability in their testing process. Yes, it came with a price. Of course, they uh, lost a bunch of uh, uh, dollars because of this delay. But on the other on hand, they learned so that they were able to make an improvement in their testing process so that it won't happen again.
0: And that's Isn't right. it a strong message? <laughs> It is, it is a very strong message, right? But when you share this type of stories with people, it's like, no, 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 it will never be. And then you feel like maybe I don't want to work for those type of organizations. Right. Who can't admit the mistake. And, um, yeah. So, you know, speaking about learning and experimenting, can you share with us what was your biggest learning on your agile journey?
1: Well. I remember uh, I was taking my um, call uh, one from uh, Michael Sachot a few years ago, and he made a quote, I think it was from Forbes, take care of your people and the people will take care of business. But that was a big aha moment for me. And I think it is now completely aligned with what I told you before, with psychological safety, uh, with us being uh, uh, feeling machines that think. Um, We uh, as coaches, uh, and I remember um, when I was a a junior coach, actually I was more like a mentor, more like experienced scrum master who honestly believed that, I was a coach, I was not, obviously. And I was uh, uh, concentrated on processes and tools on how to set up JIRA, how to uh, conduct uh, different Scrum events. And later on, I said, no, 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 that's that's important, but it's very visible, but not, not very powerful. It's about doing agile. Uh, I have to concentrate more on uh, values and principles. Um, People are coming to me asking, oh, is it agile or is it not? Say, hey, folks, I'm not here to be an agile police to you. The last thing I want to be an agile police. Google agile manifest. Open it up. There is a lot of wisdom in this document. Take a look and, and see, are you following the values? Are you following the principles? If, he, if the answer is yes, that's an agile, uh, the agile thing to do, the right thing to do. But if uh, it is not, you know the answer. And uh, it is also uh, important not just to know the values and principles. It's important to live by these values and principles. That's actually one of the exercises that I have in my CSM class. Once we learned about values and principles, try to imagine that you have a photo camera and you are sent to a company X. What would you be able to capture with your camera to prove that this company follows these values and principles? I want to give credit for this exercise to Eric Rappin, who was one of my mentors, and uh, uh, I still with this, the idea of this exercise from him was pride. So
0: So what are the most creative answers you get for this exercise? It helps
1: to project how these values and principles uh, reflect on people's behaviors. From my standpoint, uh, I remember working with one of the clients, and I could see a, div, uh, a product owner uh, uh, and a couple of developers sitting together, head, head in and head with each other, playing with the, with the with the product. Where they could make a quick change. They oh, "How does it look?" Oh, let me t- uh, let us tweak a little bit here, tweak tweak a little bit there, and the result they had this immediate feedback loop and um, they uh, actively collaborate. That is probably the best behavior, the best proof that Agile principles are put in, in life. If I see a whiteboard uh, with a lot of diagrams and, and a team working together at this whiteboard, I feel jealous. That's, the, uh, that, uh, that's a great moment of real engineering Whether it's software or not software, it's a real engineering when people enjoy working together in a collaborative environment. That's another proof of that. Uh, And then that's another uh, proof that uh, um, the real uh, architecture and design emerges. And going back to these values and principles, my favorite one is simplicity. The art of uh, maximizing the work not done. Because uh, we, some, uh, very often we forget that 80% of the customers use only 20% of functionality. So sometimes you just don't do things that are just cool. And I know how uh, being a developer myself, I was guilty, as charged with doing cool stuff just to make this cool. No, let's let's keep it simple. Keep it simple. It's uh, I don't remember uh, even having uh, um, a sticker uh, kiss in one wa- in one of our conference rooms because developers are na- uh, naturally known for overcomplicating things.
0: And I agree with you. This one principle is m- one of my favorites as well. But I also found it very difficult for people to sort of digest and apply because they are so much good used to do this big analysis and do everything and then use and narrow it down. So that's a very difficult shift, but I think it's quite important. Anyway, my last question goes, what do you think is the future of Agile Like imagine 20 years from now, but what's the future in your mind?
1: Uh, well, uh, agility uh, appeared at the beginning of the 20th century uh, uh, when we were entering uh, 21st century, when we were entering uh, a digital world, from industrial to digital and uh, because uh, we uh, as a society started developing much faster. And uh, there was more and more uncertainty, what we call VUCA world. Uh, and it started with software development because software development was kind of an icebreaker of the digital world. Uh, A software developer who we ahead of other industries. Now, uh, when we are uh, way uh, uh, deep into the 21st century. Uh, this vocal world uh, goes way beyond software. And if you're talking about 24 more years from, another 20 years from now, I would expect uh, this uh, level of complexity and uncertainty to go to the next level. And if, uh, as for now, I don't know any alternative to agility, to being applied to all areas of our life. We are talking about personal agility now. Agility could be applied to every area of our world. I I would say that um, 20 years from now, uh, children in school will be learning about agility. It will be uh, the same way how they are learning about uh, alphabet, how they learn to read and write they have to learn how to navigate this vocal world based on uh, agile values and principles. And I know there are a lot of different versions of manifesto, like manifest agile manifesto for um, HR, uh, agile manif- manifesto for marketing. I'm not sure that if you have to go uh, uh, this direction, you ha- could have a single agile manifesto that, gives us a lot of guidance there is a lot of gaps in in, in each word of the manifesto i know uh, uh, the founder father didn't want to remove software from it historically but if you just mentally replace uh software in uh, in a customer value or or just product or services this is something that uh, we as Human society have to live by and learn from our young teeth.
0: And I agree. Thank you very much for your time. It was really interesting. Uh, I really like this whole topic of psychological safety and all that stuff. That's um, really cool. So uh, thank you very much and have a nice day. Okay, thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Agile Way podcast, hosted by Zuzi Shokova, author of the Great Scrum Master book and Agile Leader. Book. If you love listening to this podcast, please leave us a review. If there is any topic you are particularly interested in and would like to hear another episode on it, let me know. For more information about me and my Agile classes, visit our website. Sochava.com, sochova.com s o c h o v a.com Thank you for listening.